Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Welcome to a brand new week. Today being Monday, the 7th of February. And wherever you are in the world, trust you've had a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend and really looking forward to taking advantage of all of the opportunities that are going to be in front of yourself, but also your team this week. Now, as we uh, begin a brand new week, no new podcast of the brand new week would be complete without a couple of calls to action first and foremost. And that is, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please press subscribe on the platform that you are listening to. And of course, if you're on the Apple platform, just touch the little three dots on the top of the screen and press follow. And that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up ready to be digested, ready to be implemented. Uh, the other thing, of course, is if you, particularly on the Apple platform, if you can do me a great favor of rating the show, whether you love the show, hate the show, or anything in between, just rate the show, because not only does that enable other people who are just like you looking to find information on sales and sales leadership, but it also provides me feedback on what sort of messaging is resonating and what is not. So uh, if you can do that, that would be greatly appreciated. And of course, if you do have somebody within your sphere of influence who you believe would benefit from listening to this podcast, whether it be this particular episode or some of the back catalog, then please do them a favor and, uh, and pass it on, share it with them. That would be terrific. So the more people we can get listening to podcasts such as this one, the better the world of sales and sales leadership is going to be. So as we move into this podcast, this episode, as we start a brand new week, uh, I woke on Saturday morning actually to some sad news, and that is over the weekend, we lost a legend in the personal development industry, a gentleman by the name of Bob Proctor. Now, I first came across Bob's work back in the early 2000s, and I've got to admit, from day one, I was absolutely hooked. He was a guy with uh, an, an amazing, amazing approach, very great uh, verbally in terms of communication, but just this relentless work ethic and this focus on what is possible. Now, he was a Canadian Canadian guy and very, very well known in the personal development industry um, by obviously individuals, but he also did a lot of work with a lot of corporates around the world and delivered some outstanding results. And he was just he's just a fun guy to listen to. Amazing guy when it comes to knowledge of um, success, knowledge of what it takes to be successful, but also just an example of the relentless pursuit and continual pursuit of excellence, whether through his books, whether it be the training programs he ran or the video messages he continually put out, he continued to promote not only a growth mindset, but a focus on abundance and possibility thinking. And many of the philosophies that I live with and lead by today and certainly help uh, help others do exactly the same thing can be directly attributed to the work of Bob Proctor. And for that, as an individual, as a leader, uh, and as a podcaster, I'm eternally, eternally grateful. Now, if you don't know a little bit about Bob, um, what I would suggest you do is just, uh, just Google Bob Proctor and have a bit of a look around. There's lots of videos, lots of stuff on, on the internet about Bob, uh, but he interestingly never set out to create a legacy. And the topic of this particular episode is a question, which is what leadership legacy will you leave? 
And it's an interesting question. And the thing is with Bob, he never set out to create a legacy. And if you listen to his story, and it's an amazing story, way back in the 1960s, he was working in a firehouse. So he was a fireman and he was just trying to make ends meet. And he always told the story that he was earning 4,000, but he owed 6,000. And in as, as and he always described this as, as fortuitous as this happened, he came across a man who not only became Bob's first mentor, he would go on to change his life forever. And that guy is Raymond Stanford. Now, what Ray did is he handed Bob a book, and the book was called Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. Now, if you haven't read that book, for all salespeople or leaders, it's probably a must-read in anybody's library. It was written back in the 1920s. I think he finished it in the early 1930s. And the and the kind of the title gives it away a little bit in that people think while well, think and grow rich in terms of monetary riches it's not that at all, monetary riches comes to it it comes into it but it's more about how we think and how we behave all the standards of excellence we now talk about in leadership today can be attributed back to I guess the foundations of what Napoleon Hill put in based on him uh, interviewing a, a bucket load of the world's at the time the world's most successful people to try and figure out what separated them from everybody else. And what made, for example, Andrew Carnegie the world's most wealthiest man uh, in a relatively short period of time? And what was it that he did or how was it that he thought that was different to the average person? So all of this research went into creating this book, Think and Grow Rich. Now, when Bob read that book, he completely changed his thinking of what was possible for his own life. And it led him on an odyssey that would see him become one of the most revered and sought after personal development educators and leaders in the world. He would then go on and work with Earl Nightingale uh, and created a whole host of different programs. And it made, he made it his life's work to teach and to inspire other people to do more, to become more. And millions and millions of people, as a result, have been impacted in a positive way by his work. So when we're talking about legacy, he has created an amazing and amazing legacy, which means that the people that he's surrounded himself with and the businesses and the systems that he's set up will continue long after his passing. So you might be sitting here on this Monday morning or if you're listening to this in the future, it could be a Saturday or whatever the case might be, and you might be seeing a thing, well, yeah, I'm a sales leader and I'm supposed to be listening to a sales leadership podcast. What's this got to do with anything? Well, it's got everything to do with it. And it's not often that we sit down and start thinking about, certainly as sales leaders, what is the leadership legacy that I'm creating? What is the leadership legacy that I would like to leave my team so that I give every opportunity of not only my team, but also the individuals within my team to be indelibly marked with the excellence that I actually create in the environment to the point where the work that we've done long lives beyond me. Now, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be sounding morbid, I don't necessarily for you to be thinking about, well, my legacy is when I'm gone in terms of off this earth, no, no, it could be as simple as when you move on from your particular role. So every single sales leader, every single CEO, every single individual uh, has a lifespan, a lifespan within an organization. Now, you look at some companies and some people, yeah, okay, they've been there forever and a day and they'll start there in the mailroom and they'll finish as the CEO. They are exceptions to the rule. In most organizations, the people who come into the organizations are there for a reasonably short period of time in the whole scheme of things, like they're not gonna spend their entire life. But the thing we need to start thinking about more and more, certainly as leaders, is what is 
the imprint I want to leave. So when you're thinking about walking down across the beach on the sand, what are the what are the footprints in the sand that we are leaving for others to follow? So there's a number of questions that I want you to start thinking about here as we begin this week, but also reflecting on what Bob Proctor has left in terms of a legacy for an entire industry, whether it be the personal development, but also the professional industry, because he did work with many, many different organizations. And so six questions to think about as you move into this week to really start formulating, okay, what does and what will my legacy potentially look like? And what that does, it gives us some, I guess, some front of mind thoughts uh, to start putting some things in place to start creating this. And it may well be reinforcing some stuff that you're doing really well today, but it also might give you an insight in terms of maybe, just maybe, I need to change a few things to... Uh, change the environment or change the perception of the people within the environment to start moving forward in a more positive, positive way, which maybe right now I'm not doing as well as I could. So here's some things to think about. I'm going to start with a really obvious question, and it is the title of the of the podcast episode. What leadership legacy would you like to leave when you move on? Now, if you haven't thought about that question, now would be a great time to sit down and really just think about, okay, what does a legacy look like and what specifically would I like my legacy to look like when I move when I move on? So what, what, am I, what systems are going to put in place? What products am I going to put in place? What are the imprints they're going to have on not only my own team, but also start thinking about the key stakeholders that you deal with on a daily basis? Who are the partners that you are working with on a daily basis? As we talked about on the podcast last week with Art Harding, the sales leader today in the 21st century is much more than just running a sales team. It is all the different parts of the business that they need to liaise with and work in tandem with in order to create great outcomes, but also those outcomes being sustainable. So when you think about your legacy, it's not just going to be on your people. Think about the people that are outside of your direct team that you do have to work with in order to create outcomes. And also think about what sort of leadership legacy would you like to leave on your customers? So you want your customers to be thinking and, and referring to you long, long after you've gone. Now, that is a that is a great positive in, endorsement of you in terms of the impressions that you've created if you've got people talking about you long after you've moved on. So what is your leadership legacy? That's the first question. The second question, which kind of leads on from that, is is this one. And that is, what are you putting in place now that will still be referred to in two years' time or in five years plus. Now, in terms of this, this could be systems, it could be products, it could be thinking, it could be as simple as how you make people feel. And I often talk about the fact that certainly as leaders, the greatest gift you can give anybody is the gift of your attention. And by giving somebody your attention, being fully present to somebody, that can leave an indelible mark on them in terms of an impression to the point where they will still refer to that years and years down the track, long after you've gone. Because people may not necessarily remember what you told them. People may not necessarily remember the context of what you told them. But one thing is, for absolute certainty, they will always remember how you made them feel. And that is what your legacy is all about. So what are you putting in place now that will still be referred to in two years and in five years' time. So this means you've got to be really, really intentional. You've got to know what success looks like. You've got to know what you want to be known for, which therefore means you need to understand what your leadership values are and you need to be relentless in the uh, application of those values all the time. So consistency is king. 
The third question is, who have you identified to continue to drive the standards and the behaviors of excellence when you are no longer there? This points directly to your succession plan. And I remember back my very first day as a sales leader, my first mentor, my first general manager of sales, Danny, said to me on day one, it was in fact the first thing he said to me on my first day with our first one-on-one, he said, Darren, who have you identified as your likely successor? Now, I thought at the time that was a really weird question, but what Danny was doing, he was actually impressing the importance upon me that, okay, you've come to the bottom rung of the ladder. You've now made the leadership leap. You are now a sales leader, but you've only just started. Now you've got to start thinking about who are you going to identify to bring in so that when you when it's time for you to move on, you can actually hand over the reins and it's going to be a seamless transfer. So the key thing about your leadership legacy is who is the person who will likely take over from you so that the standards of excellence and the behaviors of excellence will continue long after you've gone. And unfortunately, too many leaders do not give this near enough thought. In fact, they believe that it's them that actually run the show, that their team is successful because of them, uh, not successful in spite of them. So the great leaders, the exceptional leaders will always identify who are the likely people who will continue to carry the baton forward because the leaders, the leaders know, these leaders know that the team and the purpose or the dream is much bigger than the individual. So who have you identified to continue to drive those standards? Question number four is what will your team be speaking about when you leave? Now, what sort of impressions are you going to leave upon your team to the point where every time your name comes up, there's a little smile that comes on people's faces and they recall the environment you created, which gave them every opportunity of being the very, very best that they could possibly be because you had the capability of bringing the best out of people. So think about and be very specific about how would you like your team to be speaking about you when you leave. Now, you could actually go to go to an even more granular and think about if you're still in your in your role and you're not even thinking about leaving, just give yourself uh, an, a, an absence an absence for an hour, an absence for a day, what happens to your team's performance? Does your team's performance go up? And do they do things at an even higher level in terms of their aptitude and their application? Or do they slacken off? Now, I talk to a lot of leaders and often the leaders will say, oh, I want my team to talk about me in glowing terms and everything's positive. And therefore, what we find is the leader behaves in such a way that's almost demanding a positive response. They're almost wanting to be liked by their team. This is not what I'm talking about. I want your team to be thinking and and actually speaking about you in such glowing terms that it's things like, well, Darren is a really, really tough taskmaster. He actually sets really high standards, which means that when he's not here, we we have this unconscious, almost like an unconscious bias to do even more because we know that the patterns of excellence have been set, set in stone. So that's the sort of language I want you to start thinking about versus, wow, when, uh, when Darren's not here, it means that we can really relax and take our foot off the pedal and just, just cruise because he puts so much pressure on us. That is not what legacy is about, which leads to question number five is that is, will the team be empowered and autonomous because of what you have taught them? So this is about setting your team up for success. And as a leader, as an exceptional sales leader, we need to understand that we are not the most important person. We are the least important person in the room because it is always about serving the team. So what sort of systems can I put in place? What sort of 
thought patterns can I put in place? How can I help my team become more empowered and more autonomous so they can implement things when I'm not there, so they don't need me to be telling them what to do all the time? I often talk to sales leaders, and I was, I was guilty of this in my first 90 days of creating an environment of codependency where my team was dependent on me to solve all their problems, and I was dependent on them to come to me to solve their problems. And in the process, I thought I was leading and I thought I was giving them and doing them a service. I was doing anything but until I learned that the key was to develop a level of independence and an environment where people felt empowered, but also had a level of autonomy to do the things they knew they needed to do. But I actually put some principles in place, but I was also there to guide them and to give them feedback. And if they needed some assistance, I was always there. But when I wasn't there, I knew that the team would be in good hands because of the autonomy and the environment that we created. So will the team be empowered? Will your team be empowered and autonomous because of what you have taught them? And the final question before we wrap up this particular episode is, will you leave your team in a better position compared to when you started? Now, this sounds sometimes like a little bit of a cliche, but I hear, I hear a lot, particularly in professional sports, where uh, people come in to an organization, to an environment, and when they leave the environment, they, they had this goal, and it wasn't necessarily articulated out in the public, but their goal was, I want to come in and I want to do what I possibly can to help this team become successful, develop a level of independence so that when I leave the team, when I leave the club, when I leave the organization, I've left that organization in a much better position than when I started. And I've been able to hand the baton over to somebody else to continue that work. So will you be leaving your team in a better position when you leave compared to when you started? So there six questions to start thinking about as a leader, particularly for your team. You can actually do this for your life in any organization you're involved in. It doesn't have to be your role. You might be involved in sporting organizations and the same sort of questions are exactly the same and they're very equally irrelevant. So one of the things that I've, I've done as a leader and I continue to, I guess, prophesize this and certainly work with my clients on this is that as a leader, I've always been taught to begin with the end in mind. It is really, really important to define precisely what success looks like, being able to articulate what success looks like, and then go about uh, creating a plan that bridges the gap between the current reality and that end goal or that end in mind. And this is precisely what Bob Proctor did. Even though he's now passed over, he's 87 years on this earth has created a legacy that will live on for many, many, many years into the future. In fact, the amazing thing about this is because of all the work that he's done, all the programs he's put in place and the business systems he's set up and the people he's got around him to continue on with his legacy, there'll be people introduced to his work this week who didn't even know he existed a week ago or two weeks ago and they're going to benefit significantly not only in their own life but in business as well. Now that is a legacy. So the question I'll leave you with is what leadership legacy will you leave because it can start this week. So I trust that message helps and I trust that message resonates. As a key reminder, if you'd like some help in creating your legacy, your leadership legacy, but also helping you move towards as part of that legacy to being an exceptional sales leader, I'd love to the opportunity of working with you one-on-one over the next three months or so. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. Jump on a call with me. We'll have a conversation about what the program looks like, what you're looking to achieve what you believe exceptional sales leadership looks like for you. And we can get started on that plan as early as this week and get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader. So we very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, 
Look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.